welcome back to yet another podcast about video games. I'm Brad. And I'm Craig. And today we talk about uh, nerd history, uh, our favorite board games. But first, Craig, as always, what you've been playing? I have actually prepared this time. Hey. Um, lately, I've been playing some Left 4 Dead 2 with some friends online. Uh, we just been kind of good running through different campaigns on there. And now that I actually have a PC that doesn't suck, I can actually like play PC games and, you know, actually learn the greatness of mods for certain games and such. Like, uh, for one of the characters I attached, uh, let me see. I put some skins on, like I have one of my characters, just the Gundam. <laughs> uh, another character, another guy's just, uh, just some random anime girl. I have no idea who the hell she is. And, uh, have you played Left 4 Dead or know anything about it? I have never really played it, no. Alright, uh, it's basically a four, pl- uh, the campaign is basically a four player co-op. You all just kind of rush through, just kill zombies and get to the end. Each one's just kind of like loosely based on like, like a movie scenario you have to get through like, uh, four or five scenes, quote unquote, and you know, get to the end of it and, you know, just achieve goals, shoot zombies and such. It's made in the Source Engine, so it plays a lot like Half-Life and Portal and Team Fortress and things like that. Can't go wrong. Um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, oh, and my favorite mod that I actually put in was the, uh, there's a character called the witch. She's an enemy and you basically want to kind of go around her without startling her. And, um, I attached, uh, I changed the music so it plays the Benny Hill theme whenever you startle <laughs> her. <laughs> just cause it's just, it's just an awful scenario. Uh... And, uh, you know, this game's only like, what, six or seven years old now and we're still talking about it years later. So, yep. But, Still fun. Um, played a little more Pokemon Red on my 3DS. I am in Victory Road. I caught Moltres. Hooray. So, yay. And uh, that's probably about it, actually. I haven't really played much else notable. What about you? Uh, as you know, Amazing Frog. I had like a four-hour marathon run. Probably like five-hour marathon run just playing Amazing Frog. That sounds amazing. It it was a waste of time, as always. <laughs> um I just I found the pigs in the field, um, so I was riding those around and found out that they can bounce really high, like insanely high. Only when you're riding on the pigs. When you're riding on the pig, like if you go in the bouncy house, you'll <laughs> like one bounce will get you straight up to a blimp, and then you could land on a blimp and you could pretty much shoot yourself. Like I shot myself from the blimp all the way to the beach. Wait, like you blew the blimp up and it shot you? No, no, no. no. I bounced from the bouncy castle while riding a pig, <laughs> bounced on top of one of the blimps in the air, and then from there, <laughs> got to the beach. Shut up. <laughs> I swear to you, I did. Um, I, I know what I'm doing right after we're done yeah, recording this. It's, I, uh, yeah, I got some costumes. Like, I got to the top of the, I went to the top of the mountain. Um, yeah. Did you get, like, the, uh, the Minecraft one? I have the Minecraft one. At the top of the mountain, there was, like, a, it was, like, an ogre. He's got, like, a war helmet and like an arrow stuck out of his leg i don't know i might have that one yeah i found that one um yeah i stayed away from the megalodon shark because that was just too scary for me <laughs> yeah just stayed was... away from that oh my god that was terrifying yeah. <laughs> um figured out how to activate the guns so that was fun killed a lot of yep. zombies yep but yeah um and then today i actually started um the Witness. I purchased and started The Witness. Oh. And played that for about probably five hours today. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, um, 
I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's the puzzles are good. Um, some of them are pretty challenging. I just want to I'm going to install the witness right now. Thank you for buying that. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we share steam games. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's not illegal. It's I know. A, it's a feature. I know. Um, but yeah, I started that, um, started playing it. It's a really good looking game. Of course, my computer's not the best, so I have to run it on pretty low graphics. But when I run it on low, I mean, it, you know, for me, if it can't be that can't be that demanding, right? I mean, it, it's like it's, not well, bad, but it's not amazing. On on the recommended high ra- running graphics, it, it it barely ran on my computer. But for me, where you know I'm m- mainly retro, it doesn't bother me if it looks a little bad. As long as it runs smoothly, I'm fine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've been pl- I played that. It's it's challenging. Um, the nice thing is is the is the whole island. You can just kind of start wherever you want you can kind of pick and go and there's no really tutorials it's just really the puzzles start off simple and they're kind of intuitive to kind of explain it to you but there's no like there's no reading there's no dialogue so um it seems cryptic but it's really i don't know it makes you feel really smart once you figure out what the puzzles are but they are um challenging for sure so Mm. but and you know i i there's a huge mystery. Like, I don't know what the story is. I don't know if it's, it doesn't even feel like it's a story driven game. I was going to uh, say, is there even a story to it? I, I, there probably is. Apparently you're a witness to something. To something. Um, or somebody's a witness to you doing something. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious. Um, huh. I mean, but the environments look great. Um, the puzzles are definitely interesting. I'll definitely keep playing. Apparently it's a long game though. It's longer than I thought it would be. I guess it's like a 20, 25 hour game. So yeah, one of my friends, she's put a quite a bit of time into it, and she said there's still a ton left to do. So um, I, I look forward to buying it. Uh, sorry, playing it. I'm just I was just too cheap to buy it for full yeah, price. Yeah, I mean, forty bucks is a lot for me to like swallow for a uh, indie game. Yeah, even no matter how good it is, I would have bought like twenty. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, as you know, the developer of that game um, made Braid. Yep, and Braid. Is the the video game that got me back into playing video games? So hang on, I have a question for you. Did you yeah. buy this game before or after I told you that he was the Pax East keynote speaker? Uh, it was after. Uh, okay. And it just kind of you had told me that, and it kind of just I was like, oh yeah, I gotta still get that game. So I was homesick from work today, and yeah, that's what I did. Yay. On to some. Uh, that's about it from what I've been playing. On to some some pickups. Um, Ooh. Yeah, you and I went to. Uh, we hit a couple places in the last couple weeks. Yeah, well, a couple weeks. It was probably right after we recorded episode two. I think it was that weekend. Um, yeah. We went to used book superstore. Um, there were a lot of used books. There were a lot of used books, but it's a new location, or they're moving their store, so they had advertised some video games. So we went to check it out, and um, I got some games. The, the most notable one is I got uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Um, Master Quest, like the bonus disc for the GameCube, um, for a fair price. It, I wasn't, I didn't get a screaming deal, but I, it wasn't overpriced either by any means. Mm-hmm. Plus, they had the ten percent off thing going on too. Yeah, that made it even better. Checking on Facebook and you get a discount. It's like okay. Yeah, why not? Um, and you got Chrono Cross, correct? Yeah, that was the only thing I picked up there. Yeah. It was uh, <clears throat> it was like nine bucks, which is about average but it was just there and i was like forget it's in good shape yeah 
Um, so. I also picked up a game. We were actually talking about this uh, when we went to sale the other day, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, we were talking about um, variants very briefly when we were in Uh-oh. the Salem store. And at that time, I had already purchased it, but I didn't want to tell you. Shut up. Really? But you I, bought? I bought Aiden Chronicles. What? Yeah. You fuck. I don't have it yet, but I, I bought it. I bit the bullet. Um, it was like 95. Can, can I ask you? Uh, it was 95? Yeah. So uh. it's not that bad. I mean, I know they have been selling like here and they've been popping up and getting for 60, but like I, I'm not going to, I'm not that, I don't look that often. So yeah, it's whatever. And, I mean, and now it's done. It's done. I should have it by uh, this weekend. So that'll be awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's. One more down, one more variant. I think I only need two more at this a point. Damn N64 collection, and those are easy ones comparatively. Yeah, right? those. I, that's that's the um, in terms of variants, that's probably in my eyes the second rarest. Next to uh, was it Bassmasters? Is that the no, rarest? No, no. I'm gonna say Tark Rage Wars. Oh, I'm yeah. You know, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was yeah. thinking of everything else. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely. So, because uh, that was the thing is, is you know. Um, I collect N64 games, trying to go for a complete collection, and then I kind of like on a side quest started getting into the variants, and uh, accidentally because you just kind of ran across a couple. Of yeah, and, and it was just kind of like I I looked into it, and um, it just didn't seem all that hard to do that to to collect all of them. There's there's a couple rare ones which makes it kind of challenging, but at this point now I have most of them, and you know I'll probably get into this later, but I got a couple of them fairly cheap at the time yeah. um and they've only gone up in value at this point and, and uh just finding them in random stores so um but yeah i only lucky. need two more yeah lucky lucky you and and it was i was when i when i was buying it i was thinking i was like well what if i find it and then i go well, what if I, if I find it i could either use it as trade fodder because i know plenty of collectors will want it mm-hmm. or i could just sell it so it's not a big deal if i find a second copy i'll if it's a good price i'll definitely pick it up yeah you could definitely use it to kind of win your way to those other rare games you need yes it's it's coming down to the the final few so huzzah huzzah um i'm trying to think the only other things really worth notable um picking up that day um i picked up oh actually well are we talking about salem now yeah yeah that's okay um not nothing really rare but i did buy uh uh, 999 for the DS, uh, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, what the hell it is. It's a, uh, like a visual novel type game where it's like a, I think it's like a mystery murder type thing, uh, where you're just caught up in some shit and you need to escape there. Um, I've heard very good things about it. I've just never played it and I finally bit the bullet and bought it for like 20 bucks, which is average. Actually, I think that's like the going new price, but it was just fine. Um, I think that's it for games. Did I buy anything else? You got some comic books. I know oh, yeah, that. I bought some comic books. Um, Power Rangers has a comic book series, so I bought the uh, the first issue, because why the hell not? It was number one. And then I bought a uh, couple comics from... Uh, it's called Diesel. It's a uh, four-issue four miniseries, and it's by a uh, Tyson Hess, who is a, who's done some web comics in the past that I'm a big fan of. And he got a little miniseries comic deal, so I want to support him, so I picked them up. Cool. And I still need to find number four. So And uh, then uh check out talk about talk about lunch. The awesome lunch pickups. Well, 
Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute because I, I still have pickups from that day. Um, oh, yeah, frig you, though. Yeah, frig me. Um, <laughs> uh, I got Panic Bomber, um, the Japanese, Japanese version complete in box for 15 bucks. Which uh, was for what system? This is for the fabulous and highly revered Nintendo Virtual Boy. The best system ever if you hate your eyes. Yes. Um, it is, because I remember at the time we weren't sure if it was an exclusive or not. It's just Panic Bomber, which I have, but for the price... Um, is it like a Bomberman spinoff? It's like a, it it's looks like, like a puzzle game, right? Yeah, it's, a, it lo- it's like, it's like a kind of like a Dr. Mario Tetris style puzzle game. Um, yeah. but it's starring Bomberman and friends, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it was a Japanese copy complete in box. So, um, for 15 bucks, I said, what the hell? Um, yeah, I was very surprised it was that cheap. Yeah. So, uh, um, I don't know what it goes for. I'm sure it doesn't go for, it much. doesn't probably doesn't go for that much, but still yeah. it was, it was a cool find. You don't see virtual Boy games, um, especially not often. the important ones here. Nope. And, uh, this, this, the, the, the guy working at the store, I had asked him about Vetrix games and he said that they had gotten in a huge lot of it. All the stuff was complete in box. He was talking about, um, well, First, if it, for, for those who don't know, the Vetrix is a system released, um, by a company called GCE back in the early 80s. Um, and it, and it pretty much looks kind of like a, uh, a little mini arcade cabinet. And it's, it's an all-in-one system. Um, some would say it looks like a kitchen appliance. Some would say, and that's where mine resides, in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> but it's got a built-in screen, the controller pops right out. Um, it comes, um, with a preloaded game called uh, Mindstorm, I think it is. It's just mm-hmm. an Asteroids copy. Um, but the games for it are great. It just uses vector graphics, um, the line graphics. Really fun system. Um, just like Asteroids in the arcade if you ever played that. Yeah, it's you, you can't go wrong with the metrics. No, um, it's great. If you can find one, go pick it up because they're super fun. But mm-hmm. um, back to what he said, he got they got a, a whole bunch of metric stuff complete in box. Um, the Vetrix came with a, a 3D imager, which was like, uh, 3D glasses for it. Um, which is probably just as bad as the Virtual Boy. Um, it came a light pen, which would let you draw on it with certain games, a bunch of games, probably a system, but they said that it's been sitting in their basement for six months because nobody really wants it. So I did email them. I'm waiting to hear back because I would be very interested to, uh, see what they have and pick up that lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's been sitting into there, their, just, into their secret basement that yes. they talked about that he didn't seem keen on letting people go look at. No, um, I was really, really interested in, uh, looking at those metrics titles. Yeah. Um, and I would not mind scoring a system for myself, assuming yes. that some sort of deal can be scored. Yes. Um, I also Fresh got, work. um, a couple hot wheels, <laughs> which I think are super neat. They're, uh, <laughs> They're Atari Hot Wheels. Um, they did like a limited or they did a run of like Hot Wheels did a run of like six cars and they're all different themes. I got, um, Pong and Breakout. Um, they also have, um, Centipede. They have Tempest. They have Missile Command. And the one I really want is they have, um, a, just an Atari 2600 themed van with like the wood paneling down the side. Yep. Um, which I really do want that one, but I, you know, I was looking online and I'm like, I'm not paying $7 plus $3 shipping for one. It's just not worth it. Yeah. If I find them, I'll find them. Was that on eBay or something? Or? I, I looked everywhere. I looked at like mm-hmm. the cheapest I could find. I think they were like 
six bucks. I could have paid like forty five and got all six, but I was like, no, yeah, it's not worth it. That's not fun. They're cool. Um, they're neat. I'm gonna keep them in the box and stick them on a shelf. But cool. If I could find the uh the uh twenty six hundred like motor home thing, then I would definitely pick that one up because that one just is the funny. motor home is it just like is like an attachment for him or is it no 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 it's it's that's the car it's it's a GMC motor home with the yeah. twenty six hundred theme. Okay. So I should know if it was like from the same series or if it's like an old thing. No, same one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely cool little finds and yeah, I got them for what like five bucks a piece because everything in that store was forty percent off pretty much. Which I wish I'd realized and took more advantage of, but whatever. Yeah. On to lunch when we were in Salem. To lunch. Yes. When we just decided to leave and go wander. Um, I'm actually surprised that I never noticed this place before. Not that we hang out in the area often. Nope. But it was, uh, it was called, uh, we, I was like, oh, I'm kind of in for pizza and kind of ran across this place called, uh, Flying Saucer Pizza Company and walked by the outside of it and there's like Space Jam, <laughs> space, freaking Space Jam drawings on the window. Yes. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm already in. But the, the specialty pizzas that day were Poison Ivy and Pikmin. Yeah, which I was like, they don't mean Pikmin Pikmin. Oh, no, they? they couldn't have. No. They did. So we, we walked in and then there's, uh, it's just totally sci-fi nerdy themed in there and their big board on the wall. It's just like, uh, it's all March themed. So it's March Madness and, uh, had like, you know, 3PO and uh, R2D2 and like dunking a BB-8 into a hoop. And then it just had like all this other shit on the board, which we took a picture of it. We can post that later. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. It'll be on the blog. Um, so there's that, and they have nerd trivia there on Mondays, apparently, which we're going to probably try and do in the near future. Yes. It's a little bit of a drive, but it should be worth it, I feel. Yeah. And they had was... some, good, uh, some good craft beers there, too. Yeah, they had some good craft beers. The pizza was really good, and all the yep. pizzas are, like, nerd-related, too. Uh, yeah. Just looking at the menu, rattle a couple off. Uh, Mars Attacks, uh, the Picard, Space Invaders, Marty McFly, Thor. They have... Uh, in- I don't know what any of these things are. They have Invader Zim, Pizza the Hut, so... <laughs> The great DQ. Yep. Um, so it was definitely a really cool place. Mm-hmm. Um, really good pizza. And oh, yeah. I'm definitely intrigued by the, the nerd trivia on Monday nights. We'll do that in a few weeks and report back. Yes, we will do that. Uh, on to some news. Anything interesting happening in, uh, the world of nerds? The world of nerds? Uh, I guess probably the big things happened. Uh, this, this one just happened today. The, um, you follow VR at all, like virtual reality stuff or, uh, not really. Um, once, well, once, obviously... once the Oculus Rift like announced that it was going to be $700 or whatever it is, I was like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Cause like the, the HTC Vive, I think you pronounce it. That one was like 800, but it comes with more stuff. Yeah. The, the Rift was 600, but PlayStation 4 VR just announced theirs today. It's going to be uh 400. There you go. They're in the right direction. Yep. Um, but the thing with that is that, you know, the hardware obviously isn't as good for the system for, you know, compared to like a nice PC with all the shit, but it's, it's much more, you know, cost effective or well, cost user friendly. Cause you know, you buy the $300 PS4 with the VR and it's significantly less than, you know, spending two grand on a computer Yeah. on top and then VR on top of it. Yeah. So, um, I think it's a good thing, but I, I want to see it in person. Like, I want to see what it actually looks like and plays like, because I'm a little skeptical about it, but I'm skeptical about VR anyway, so yeah. it's whatever. But, um, I mean, it's so, still so new that, that, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's. Something like this, you really don't want to jump in, you know, no. the first, the first model, I guess. Yeah, you don't, I mean, it's still, they're, they're going to have to work things out and, and really how many people are developing for it. 
it's you know i think it will catch on to a point um it's still gonna be a niche market though i'd say it is because it, it, it's it's kind of like reminding me of kind of the nintendo wii you know the nintendo wii it's a it's a good system but it was you know the, the whole premise was to get you standing up and standing up and playing video games but very soon, you know, nobody stands up playing the Wii really anymore. You don't want to stand up while playing video games. You want to sit down and you want to relax. So with the VR thing, we have to stand up and you can look around 360 view. Yeah, it seems really cool, but I don't know how well it's going to catch on. I don't think it's going to be for the masses by any means. No, like I said, it's it's expensive and it's going to mean it, people will not want to spend that much money on a freaking thing like that. The PlayStation yeah. One, I think, has the best shot at you know selling the most because so many people have a PS4 now. I think there's like got to be over 30 million sold right now worldwide which is pretty pretty huge yeah but i don't think it's as big as people are going to think it is no i i me. yeah it's it's i mean it's it's still too early to tell yeah um, i mean it's they're starting to release for it now yeah um after years of development but mm-hmm. we will we will see i don't think it by any means it's going to be the future of gaming no definitely all. not no but it's coming out in october though so um but the uh, I guess the other kind of bad thing about it is it requires the um the PlayStation camera, yeah, which is the um just like you know the the connect type thing, but not really so much anymore. Uh, you, you I guess you need that to use this thing, which is another sixty dollars on top of that. So they just, they just want and they're your not money. In, well they're they're saying that four hundred dollar price does not include the camera, so you have to buy the camera on top of it. So. Uh. I'm sure they'll do some sort of bundle where it's like four fifty for this and the camera. Oh boy. Probably. So Um uh, let's see, what else is kinda cool that happened? Uh a rumor that kind of uh sparked my interest was the um Final Fantasy fifteen has a rumored release date of September thirtieth. Hmm. And this game, which was known as Final Fantasy Versus thirteen originally, was announced in like friggin' I think two thousand six. This game's been in development hell for like ten fucking years. Yeah, and it, we're finally—it's finally gonna release. It just so. yeah, they just need to do it already. Just put it out. Yeah, there. well, it's just because they like basically scrapped the original concept, I think, or from what I recall, and whatever. So I, I'm hoping that actually finally releases, and being at the end of September should mean that they'll probably do some sort of event at like PAX Prime in Seattle. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry, PAX West is this known as now. And Is it really called PAX West now? They changed it to PAX West because they didn't want it to seem like it's better than the others. But it is. It is better. It is. Right. But they don't want it to seem like it's better. They want it to even, you know, be on even, pay, even playing grounds. Even so. even if it wasn't bigger and longer, just the location alone makes it better. Yeah, because Seattle's fucking awesome. And I've never been there, and I know that. Yeah. Um, but usually if, you know, obviously for a, a convention that's around that time, they'll advertise games that are coming out after that. And they did a pretty big Final Fantasy fourteen thing a few years ago, which was really cool. And I'm hoping they do something similar with this. So that I can go party and maybe drink Final Fantasy themed stuff. So I don't know. Maybe. That's fun. Um there was photos leaked of the Star Wars uh episode eight set. Oh yeah. And uh I took a look at them and I mean you can't really tell, but it, from what looks like to me it looks like all these aliens in like in in like black tie attire it really looks like just like a bad futuristic dracula flick because it mm-hmm. there's like a there's like a dude it looks kind of like like a vampire i'm like uh but we'll see it just looks considering like how few things leak from star wars 7 i'd take it like a 
you know, as a grain of salt or whatever. Yeah, no, it just like looked kind of silly, but it's out of context, yeah. so exactly, it could just be another like cantina style uh, scene for all yeah, you know. Yeah, it very well could be, but I mean, you got to think if you see a stormtrooper walking down the street in the middle of the day, it's gonna look silly, but yeah, you know, um. Spielberg and Ford are going to do another Indiana Jones movie, apparently uh, slated for release in July of 2019. I wonder if he'll uh, if he'll be thrown away in another fridge like last time. Maybe. <laughs> Is Shia LaBeouf going to be in it? We can only hope. God, I I hated that movie. See. This is where we differ. Like, this is where the two IQ things comes in. Because I was like, oh, my God, the punches sound the same. And there's a whip. And I was entertained. Yeah. That was about it. That's all I needed. No. See, aliens and... That was really fucking, dumb. It was fucking stupid. That was really it dumb. Just, it just ruined everything. I was like, nope, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I, I, ex- I accepted the fridge thing at first. You know, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. But he's old. that He wouldn't actually survive that. And that's really like, shouldn't even be a thing. But it's like, that's oh, a movie. It's silly, blah, blah, blah. And it just kept getting worse. It's like, nope, 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 nope. So, oh well. I, have, I have a theory on what's going to happen in this next one. He's going to die. Exactly. That's exactly. He's die. He, he just wants all of his awesome characters to just die. Spoilers. We didn't t- say what spoiler it was from. So people don't know. Yeah, that was. Oh, that was from. Um, that was from Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. He dies in that totally. <laughs> um. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Rick and Morty season three is apparently slated for release later this year. Yay. Which, uh, is fantastic. Cause, um, I didn't think it was going to be for a while. Well, cause Mr. Poopy butthole said, wait a year and a half or, or longer. Yeah. And that was in what, like November or December when I think season yeah. two finished. Yep. They, um, it's going to be longer, apparently. I think season yeah, one I was... Yeah, I think it's going to be 14 episodes. Yeah, 14 episodes. Like season one was, I think, 11. Season two was only 10. Yeah. So um, we're getting a longer season of it. I'm really, really curious as to how um, Rick's going to get out of prison. Um, I'm sure the family will do something to save him. I agree. That's or, my or, or, well, to, you know, Rick and Morty season two finale spoilers... Because we haven't already talked about enough spoilers in this episode, um, I, I I'm hoping Bird Person is not actually dead. Yeah. Or like some sort of alternate uh, dimension, Bird Person comes in and saves his ass because he was awesome. Yeah, anything could happen. And Tammy's a bitch. Just want to throw that out there too. <laughs> She's a wicked bitch. Yeah. So, um, I don't know enough about nerdy shit. Why don't we? Uh, why don't you tell us some history about this yes. month in gaming? Yeah, this month in gaming. So, um, I'm going to just talk about things related to this month, which is, if you're listening to when this is released, is March. 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 Um, in 1978, Nintendo released their first arcade game entitled Computer Othello. Ooh. Super exciting. Flip pieces over. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, I know. Was it released only in Japan, do you know, or was it? I don't know. It was just like an arcade game, so who knows? I actually never even heard of that. I didn't Neither know have I. I did that, so. It's probably a lie. <laughs> um, 1982, Pac-Man was released for the Atari 2600. Oh, God. Which we all know is probably the worst port of that game of all yeah. time. Yeah. He doesn't even, like, move. He just, like, sl- he just, his body just shifts in that direction yeah, it's without just, actually rotating. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, oh, God. The same year, um, Kind of related to Pac-Man, um, Magnavox was ordered by a Chicago court 
to remove Casey Munchkin from store shelves, um, which is, which was the ripoff, right? It's their, essentially their, their Pac-Man clone. Um, and it was, um, was that on the Odyssey or was that an arcade game? That was Odyssey two. So Magnavox Odyssey two. Um, the, one of the, one of the greatest systems ever, right? Yes. Um, one of the first, that was actually one of the first video game systems ever. Mm Um, but, the funny thing is, is actually Casey Munchkin was actually released on the Odyssey 2 before Pac-Man was released on the Atari. Um, ah. But Atari had exclusive uh, rights to the Pac-Man game, and it was just Casey Munchkin is way too close of a game to, you know, it, it plays just like Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, um, but the very next year, Atari got... Uh, sued Coleco in 1983 for copyright infringement over um, a add-on that Coleco had called the Expansion Module Number One, which was an add-on for the ColecoVision that allowed the ColecoVision to play 2,600 games. Ooh! But the um, they were what was it? Um, the the ruling was that. Because Coleco had used uh, off-the-shelf components and not actual any proprietary parts from the 2600, they were allowed to keep doing it. So they hadn't violated copyright law. So um, instead, Coleco decided just to make their own standalone 2600 clone called the Coleco Gemini, just to <laughs> kind of like stick it to them. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. Now, just to kind of go off the rails entirely here, uh, do you remember the Dreamcast, how there were discs you could play PS1 games on it? Um, what like there was games? like it, it was it was called Bleemcast. It was there were only like three or four discs. But you could play like Metal Gear Solid on the Dreamcast, and it looked better. It like actually enhanced the game. Like, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I'm wondering if I wonder if it. Well, I mean, it's kind of older hardware, but I wonder if it did something similar because I think they got sued for that and they got shut down. But um, I don't know. Anyways, going off to look into that. Um, well, we'll be we'll be visiting Dreamcast very shortly. Um, yeah. in 1990, uh, Nintendo started the host, uh, started the Nintendo World Championship in LA. Ooh. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Which led to what? The most, the rarest Nintendo cartridge of all time? Yeah, the, uh, the gold the variant gold one, of it. Which is what? Worth like $25,000 or $30,000 or something silly? It's something like that. It's, it's stupid, but congrats to everybody who has them. I know. I'm jealous. I just want to look at one. Yeah, just watch yeah. that episode of Pawn Stars. Yeah, Pat the NES <laughs> Punk. <laughs> um, or for more entertaining, watch uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh yeah, the, the with video, the crossover the, with Pat the, the, the NES Punk. Yeah, that was, yeah. That, was, that was that was fun. Um, 1993, Star Fox was released, uh, which used that Ooh. Super FX chip. Yep. Which the was the first game to do it, right? First or game. was it just probably the most graphically? I think it was the first one. I think it was developed for that game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know any other games that used uh, it. But... I know Yoshi's Island used it on Super Nintendo. Star Fox Two, but that never got released. Nope. Um, but there are ROMs of it. Uh huh. I, th- I think, I think the, uh, they completed. It. I don't know. I'd be interested to play Star Fox Two. Um. Uh, for you, 1995, Square released Chrono Trigger on the Super Famicom in Japan. The best RPG ever. Never played it. So good. I imagine. Um, and on now to the 
we'll, we'll talk again of the most revered Nintendo console of all time. The best of the <laughs> best. It's not even argued. Uh, 1996 3D Tetris was released in North America for the Virtual Boy, and it was the last game to be released for the Virtual Boy. Such a shame. It is. It is. That that, that system is just so good. Yeah. Words can't even describe it. For those three minutes at a time you can spend playing it, it's great. It's like 15 minutes before it auto-pauses. It's whatever. (laughs) Which you can disable, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which you should never disable. Like no, when the game pauses, you, you stop playing. God, I don't know why they have that, and they still thought it was a good idea. It's just like, Jesus Christ, it's, they were probably too far in at this point. They're like, oh, we got to release it now. We're too deep. Um, two thousand one, Conker's Bad Fur Day was released in North America, which a is classic game that I have not played much of. Neither have I. We should. We got to. We have to sit down and play it. Yep. Which is a shame. Um, yeah. but did you hear the uproar of the new Conquers game for the Xbox? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. The, the, um, the, uh, shit, what's their VR thing called? It's not even like a VR. It's like a, isn't it just like a camera? It it's, interacts more with like, yeah, surroundings. It, it's the, the hollow, hollow lens. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it like interacts with like real world shit. And yeah, they just totally revamped Conk. Well, I don't want to use the word revamped because that implies it's. Probably a good thing. They 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 shitified Conquer, and he looks like he's like died out of. He looks like he's out of like a modern Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Yeah, he's he's creepy looking. It, it's really really bad, and they should be ashamed of themselves. And I'm sure he doesn't even fucking swear anything either. No, he he's probably, probably be like all, all happy and like um. Oh, I mean, well, people have argued that the very first Conquer's game was, I believe, for Conquer's Pocket Tales for the Game Boy Color. Yeah, and that was uh, like a happy go lucky fun kids game. Yeah, not but, the conquer. That but we then know. you know, rare employees were like, you know, you know what? This is not going to be the type of game we usually do, and they did, you know, the uh, the whole fun adulty yes thing. Yay! Uh, and last, back to the Dreamcast. Two thousand one, Sega officially discontinued the Dreamcast, which is a sad, sad day. Um, that it, sucks. It does. It was a phenomenal system, and I'm curious as to uh, what Sega would have done next if they kind of stuck in the the hardware business. Which we can dream and hope that they'll come back one day, but they they never will. No, they they shouldn't, especially with the way that their company's been going lately. Overall, they've turned really shitty. Yeah. So let it let it be a dream. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, that that <laughs> system had so many good games though. But we'll we'll delve into that another time. I'm sure. Yeah, I just remember the one thing that sticks out in my head is playing like. Just real quickly, like playing Power Stone or uh, like Soul Calibur. Oh yeah, four player Power Stone's a blast. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll say I'll say my my feelings for a future yes future segment. We will probably delve deeply into the Dreamcast. Yes. So. Definitely. Definitely. So before we go on to our uh, main topic of board games, Craig, try and stump me. Um, to keep in the theme of doing trivia for our main topic, which is board games, like you said, I have, uh, I have two questions, which are probably both not very good, but I'm going to try it anyway. Yeah, board um, game, board games is a weird topic to do trivia on. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so broad that it's really yeah. hard to do anything. So I'm going to, I'm just going to go hard question first that you, that I got off of Google. Uh, what is the bold, oldest board game ever? 
What was or it? Like, or like, what was the oldest board game ever? Like, of like all time. And like, what, or like at least something that you can compare it to. Cause it's uh, not something that really exists in its modern form, I guess you could say. Huh. Um, this is, I, I, there's like a few things that are running through my head and I'm just trying to. Yeah. This is not a question that you would know. I just want you to know that. I just... have, okay, have I played this game before? Maybe. Okay. I'm going to guess Parcheesi. Parcheesi. Um, if not, it's got to be like checkers or chess. Those are like the only things I can think of. Parcheesi's probably... Uh, Parcheesi's on the right track for it. Uh, it was a game I'm going to pre- probably butcher the name. It's called uh, Senate. It was played in like ancient Egypt in like 3500 B.C. And I, I guess it's comparable to Backgammon. Backgammon? Yeah. So, um, I did not look any further into that than that, what I just wrote. So, if any of that's wrong, blame the Google. Damn Google. <laughs> and the, um, the other one is just kind of silly. Uh, what is the Monopoly guy's name? Uh, I'm gonna say Jim. Just Jim. Just Jim. No, his uh, his his real name is uh, Milburn Pennybags. That's a stupid name. They should have just called yeah. him Jim. <laughs> but I guess like one of the other names from him is like Rich Uncle Pennybags, which I had heard Pennybags before. I just only found that thanks to Google. So pretty sure it's Jim, but just Jim. We won't get into it. <laughs> Jim changed his name to Milburn. Um, but yeah, on to board games. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should preface this with some of the classic games that we liked growing up i mean for me like i loved <sighs> connect four um monopoly was sorry terrible i never played sorry sorry's fun uh just doing that like when because you could you know go down all the different parts of the board and you could do the slide you could just knock people out of the way it was amazing shoots and ladders and candy land those are classics oh duh trouble the um the Pokemon board game, the Pokemon Master Trainer. Never played that. Where you catch Pokemon and shit. It wasn't that good of a game, but it was still kind of fun. Uh Crossfire. Oh, Crossfire. Man, I feel like that game would uh you know what that game makes me think of? Hunger Hunger Hippos. We'll we'll talk about that in a later episode <laughs> on uh, as to why Craig is reminded of Hungry Hungry Hippos when I speak of Crossfire. They both have balls. Yeah, I suppose. That's 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 all it is, man. There's more to um, it than that. <laughs> um Life. Life's a very fun game. Uh it's also a good cereal. Been. Oh, do you remember do you ever like buy like the market basket brand cereal as a kid and it had like a like a shitty board game on the back? Uh you could like cut out mm, cardboard and make it your own spinner. When I was when no, I was little I, I didn't live where there's a market basket though, so oh. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't really recall one up in. It was in like, Vermont, it was so. on like their, their, like the name brand, like Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. And it was like, I just remember, I, I remember playing it with my sister, like cutting it out and playing it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. It was like a candy land, but chocolate themed. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, classics. They you know suck. what game is also awesome? What? Risk. Fuck Risk. <laughs> nobody, nobody likes Risk. <laughs> it's just such a miserable time it is so, so is monopoly everybody th- i always think monopoly is going to be fun 
And it's always it's fun, like for the first few go arounds, and then you know when the like the first guy starts building houses, and you're like, oh fuck this shit. Yeah, then you're like poor, and you have to like mortgage everything. It's like, oh yeah. man, I was like hoping to like pretend I was a millionaire, but <laughs> I'm just poor like I am in real life. <laughs> it's it, it's fun, but you need to like play it sparingly. Yeah, very sparingly. Oh, I remember uh, playing the Disney Trivial Pursuit with my family. A lot. Like, uh, was this when you were a kid, or was yeah, it like, yeah. I, what year did it come out? Like, two thousand or something like that, or yeah, was probably it... around there. Did it come with the DVD, or was it questions? No, it was questions. No DVD. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I didn't play too much Trivial Pursuit as a as a kid. Like, my parents had the uh, older versions of it, but I was too dumb to play that shit. So. Yeah. Well, they had in the in the Disney one, they had like the kids questions and then the adult questions. Yeah. And I sucked at both of them. Because, <laughs> like, even the kids' ones, it's like, what color was this dog? And I'm like, what dog? I've never seen that movie. Ah, uh, good times, good times. Oh, what, a game we should play, um, it kind of relates to this topic and video games, is we should play The Quest for the Rings, oh, which God. is which is a video game slash board game for the Magnavox Odyssey 2, which looks hilariously bad. Yeah. Um, someday we will sit down and pl- actually play it. Someday I will hate my life and play that game. Yeah, we'll do it. It'll be yep. can't terrib- wait. Terrible. It'll be terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, some honorable mentions before we get into our um, main games. I guess for me is it's none of the classics really. We're gonna get into the, like games that we both enjoy. Yeah, they're uh, for like I, I guess a casual player. They're kind of obscure. You might not know them. Um. One for me is uh, Munchkin, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a – it's a card game. It's kind of like a, a like a D&D-inspired game where you have a character that you can equip with, like, armor and, and weapons and stuff. And it's silly, and you just fight monsters, and you collect loot until you level up to 10, until you win. Yeah. Uh, but the one, the one grape I have about it is that once, like, one person gets to level 9 – everybody's just the game will never end because they'll just keep you'll just keep messing with the other person so that they can't get to 10 but and another one which is if you're trying to get into uh the more eccentric board games i guess uh is settlers of Catan. it's definitely a really good uh introduction to games like that um a phenomenal game pretty much basically you uh um build roads and colonies and collect bricks and mortar and and wool and something else and something else and yeah sounds Fun. dumb but it's really good but yeah that's it for honorable mentions for me what about you um i guess for a couple honorable mentions for me the uh <clears throat> a game that this is probably like, let's see because as a as a group of friends, we kind of got into board games. Probably what? Like yeah, four, I had I had been into it now. prior, but I couldn't find anybody to play with. Um, then all then we all started getting into them. So yeah, yeah. The um the first game I kind of like went out of my way to get. It was uh, I played it the first time I went to PAX Prime in 2012. It was called uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, and I, they had a uh, they had a Kickstarter room there, and just from games that had been backed by it, and. Uh, I guess they had done an expansion, uh, uh, sorry, Kickstarter for their expansion that just was going on at that time. And the, uh, the creator of the game, 
uh, was there with this game at a table, and I was like, oh, what's this? And he taught me how to play the game, explained what it was, which is a, uh, it's a f- up to five player cooperative card game. And back in the day, I, you know, enjoyed playing t- uh, TCGs like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic, which I was really bad at, so I won't So was I, don't worry. Um, yeah. And it basically came with, you know, uh, it's superhero themes, you had decks of characters, uh, I don't remember how many came in, but let's just say ten. So there are like ten superhero characters, and each one was a pre-constructed deck, pre-constructed deck, and they all played differently. And you know, you and your friends can pick different characters, and each one has like a difficulty of how to like difficulty, I guess, of getting to like you know non-sucky levels and being powerful enough to beat the villain. And the villains also had difficulties, and you'd pick one of them yes. and play against them and whatever. And it's fun, and there's a lot of expansions, and it got expensive, and I kind of fell off the wagon with it when, uh, I don't know, we, we played it a little while, and then kind yeah, of stopped. Yeah, that's how it seems to happen with most of our games. We'll play it for a while, and then we'll move on to something else. Yeah, the thing, like, we just, uh, everybody kept buying something new, so we always had yeah. something new to play. So it made it kind of hard, which yeah. is a, which is a good And it thing, is comic thing. book themed, um, I forgot to mention. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, and they actually just did a Kickstarter for their last expansion, which, I did not back, and I regret it because they had a box that could hold all the cards, and uh, it looked fancy and nice. Yeah. But I didn't want to drop all the money on it. So, oh well, hopefully they'll sell it in the future. Um, and another game I want to talk about—I don't think you play this one. It's called Coup. Uh, C O U P. It's basically a game about like lying to your friends and being deceitful, and hopefully trying to like basically earn the most money I get. I believe it's to earn money. And, uh, I'm trying to think. It's been a while since I played it. But there's, like, a few different classes on a sheet, and every... The the deck, I think, has 12 cards in it. So you have... You get two... Everybody gets dealt two cards, and you have two classes that you don't show to anybody, and each one gives you a different ability. And everybody also has, like, a generic ability. And you basically want to try to get yourself to, to win... By, I, I believe it's collecting coins and basically lying about what you have but if a guy has you know two of the classes that you know and knows that you don't have the cards they can call you out on it and if you like can't prove that you do have those cards you're out of the game and it's like fuck so hard to explain but it's it's actually a lot of fun yeah I, it sounds familiar I don't think I have played it though yeah there's all, they also do games called like The Resistance they're just similar um, it's another like indie card game developer so um that's really it nothing else really notable of talking about there besides what we're going to talk about in our top games well i'm, I, I'm like looking at my stack of board games right now because it's in front of uh-huh. me and i'm just thinking like star flux is another really good yeah one. um that didn't make my list um really fun quick game the, the games could literally last anywhere from you know five minutes to maybe 15 20 um, but it's hard to explain cause it's pretty much, you have a hand, you know, you have to, you have to reach a goal or whatever, but the rules are always changing. It starts off as, as, as draw one, play one, but it could very quickly become, you know, draw five, play two or draw one, play all. And, yeah, and you have no hand, no hand at the end of it and it's terrible. No hand. And it's, um, but it's definitely a fun game mm-hmm. to play. Um, also, I think the only reason this one didn't make it my list is because I haven't played it nearly enough, uh, but Boss Monster, um, uh-huh. which it's a phenomenal game um, where you play 
the boss of a 8-bit video game dungeon and your goal is to build this dungeon and lure heroes into it and kill them. Um, but I haven't played nearly enough of it to be familiar enough with it to put it on my list. I think I played more of it than you have. I think so. I think I actually it. I bought it. Yeah, I bought it at PAX. I think the first game was played. I didn't even play it when I bought yeah. it. I bought it at PAX. It was the last day and I left my suitcase with you guys. Yep. Um, after we checked out of the room and I went to go do something else and you guys, can we play boss muscle? I'm like, yeah. So you dug it out and opened <laughs> it up. And I was like, I didn't care. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's a super fun mm-hmm. game, which we should play a lot more. Definitely. Of. Especially since you bought the sequel and you haven't even played that one yet. Yes. And I, I have the expansion as well, which we haven't even used. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The expansion of the first one. Yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. There's too. an expansion and then, yeah. Then boss monster too, which is a standalone, uh, ex- you can either be an expansion to the first one or a standalone well, game. Well, on our so. next game night on, what, April 8th? We'll yeah, play it. We'll, we'll have to play Yeah, we we'll will. Play it. It'll be fun. But it will be fun. Um, on to our, our main lists. We'll just, we're going to do our top threes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start because I say so. Go for it. Uh, to keep it the theme of, I guess, the casual games, because that's kind of where we're going at for a while there. Uh, the first game I want to talk about is a fun game that I saw at PAX, and it looked fun because you have these little foam guns. It's called Cashing Guns. <laughs> so good. There is no board in this game, but there's uh, essentially in the game you everybody picks a character, and the characters really mean nothing because you end up just putting guns at your friends. And you uh, you lay out eight stacks of loot. And they all have eight cards in them. And you have eight rounds of the game. And you are also given eight bullets. Or, uh, well, there's five blanks and three bullets. And every round you pick one of those or whatever to play. And you basically get to point a gun at your friends and either shoot them or pretend to shoot them. And this game is not the easiest thing to win at. Because depending on how the night goes, usually for us, you know, we're, if we have a couple of beers or whatever, having fun, and we usually end up getting up on somebody. Yeah. Even if they have nothing, we just gang up on them because it's like, no, you're, you've been an asshole. Um, <laughs> yep. but, uh, every, every round also has a, uh, a godfather, which at the start of the game it actually starts with the person who's the oldest, which I'm the youngest out of almost everybody I know, which sucks. Um, and they get to, the godfather gets to choose, uh, one person to change their target to somebody else. So, like, if one person's pointing at the Godfather, he can be like, "Hey, you know, what? you change your target," and then they can pick anybody else. So, yeah, it's it's a very like Russian roulette style game. Yeah, where you you either you either actually get to shoot somebody or you bluff. But if you're getting pointed at, you have to be like, "Okay, am I gonna risk it?" And either I'm I'm either it's either gonna be a, a blank or I'm actually gonna get shot. So if you get shot, you get wounded, and you don't get to pick for right. Loot, and you so. can only take up to three wounds per game. Yeah. So you uh you need to be careful. But super fun game. Oh yeah. What have you got? Um I'm actually going to put these in a certain order. So my number 3 um is going to be Castle Panic, Ooh. which is a cooperative tower defense strategy game um in which it's it's an actual board game and it's a big circle and in the circle in the middle of the circle is your is your um castle. And, and you have to work together with your teammates to defeat wave upon wave upon wave of monster that comes every round. They just keep coming and coming. And it's a game that you can't relax in. 
and the game takes probably about 30 minutes um and you can't you can't relax and it's it it is very stressful uh-huh. um and a lot of the time uh, it's about half and half um but super fun game but you got to be on your toes you got to be paying attention yep. or else your castle's going to get destroyed yep. um the funny thing is is there's actually a one player version of it <laughs> um which I have done <laughs> And I don't know what's more sad is I didn't do it by myself in a room alone. I did it in a room with you and friends. <laughs> Nobody else wanted to play. So I just played by myself yeah. this game. And here's the sad thing is I lost to a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I, I got beat by the board game. Well, so those damn, uh, those damn boulders, man. I'm telling you. Uh, super fun Blessing though, but it's, I can only play w- that game once and then I'm like exhausted. It's just way too stressful, <laughs> but. Definitely a good the, game. Yeah, the Wizard's Tower, the expansion for it is even makes it more stressful, I feel. It does. There's um, a second expansion, though, too, isn't there? That we haven't... I'm, I, probably. Yeah. I haven't really been paying attention. Yeah. I don't want to play that game anymore, because <laughs> it's just, just... It's so stressful. Yeah. Huh. Alright. My next game is one I know you have not played yet. Because <clears throat> I played it at PAX South for the first time this year. It was called uh, Secret Hitler. And this game is created by one of the creators of Cards Against Humanity. And it's a... Which means you know it's going to be you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, Cards Against Humanity, it's it's fun, but it's also, you know, kind of a... It's, it, we're not going to lie here. It's, it's kind of a ripoff of Apples to Apples, but, you know, it takes it to an actual fun level where, you know, we can at least enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, if you've ever played Apples to Apples and you like it, play Cards Against Humanity because you'll never be able to play Apples to Apples again. Yeah, just might as well throw it in the trash. Yep. Um, so Secret Hitler, you basically have uh, it's two groups. You have the fascists and the liberals, and depending on how many people are playing in the game, the uh, you have a certain number of fascists versus liberals. And so let's say it's a eight player game. You'll end up having five liberals and then th- uh, three fascists, but one of those fascists is Hitler. Now what you do in the game is the um, when you when you start it up, you you have a you have two cards. You have the uh, your your class card, and you also have your hidden class card. Your hidden class card is the one that you actually are, because Hitler he has a fascist card and also the Hitler card. Because during the point of uh, one point during the game, somebody's allowed to look at your one of your uh, other people's cards, so you can basically hide the fact that you're Hitler. So it kind of gets a little little tricky. Um, but during the game, you have the liberals know who nobody is. So you, when, when we play, we just, everybody closed their eyes and mm-hmm. we had one person basically speaking out loud. So like they like liberals all closed your eyes and then they had it. So, um, they would say Hitler, like hold out your thumb and put your thumb up. And then they had Hitler hold his thumb up and they have the fascists open their eyes and look around to see who the other fascists are in Hitler. So Hitler does not know who anybody is. The liberals don't know who anybody is. Only the fascists know who everybody is. And the fascists need to work together to kind of be sneaky about it and uh, basically win for the fascists and get Hitler into power. I hope that description was not too boring. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we played probably, God, at least a dozen rounds at PAX South. Just like we were just drinking at the hotel late at night. And obviously that makes some games more fun. And there are people like yes. yelling, you know, you're a fucking fascist and like, you're Hitler and just like yelling this out loud in public. Just, it was, it's a lot it's of fun. It's a bad idea. Yeah, but like in 
you'll you'll understand it uh, at PAX East because we'll be bringing it back. Um, and for a funny story related to this, at the uh, Sunday night when we like after the convention was over, we were just in the hotel. It was like almost two in the morning, and someone there she's just yelling like, "You're a fucking fascist!" and just all of a sudden there's like this group of people walk in and it ended up being the literally the Orlando Magic, the basketball team. <laughs> they just walked in the hotel like super late at night and they're all just looking at us like the fuck and somebody said oh my god that was the magic and i'm like how do you know and like dude they had all bags of that land of magic and i'm like oh okay and i was not with it so that made it more fun for me and um yeah the uh the game at a kickstarter it's not officially out yet but they have like a, a free to print version that you can you know cut paper out and play with that so that's what we did yeah and um, I believe it comes out next month. They should be shipping it to backers. At least that's what's planned. So, um, yeah, I look forward to playing it with more people. We'll have to we'll have to play it at a game night. Uh, hell yeah. Um, my number two is going to be uh, Betrayal uh, on House on the yeah. Hill, and that game. Um, actually, all of my games are co-op games. This one actually, it, it changes halfway through, but it starts off as a co-op game and you're a group of, uh, essentially explorers, a party, and you're exploring this, this mansion. And, uh, when you start off the game, um, you only start off with the entrance. And as you enter a door, you draw from a pile of, of, of tiles to, um, just whatever's on the top to really build to, the house. Uh, put in the next room. Yeah, to build the house. So it's always, so, with that aspect, the game, every time you play, the mansion is always going to be different. Um, there's a first floor, second floor, and a basement. Um, and a- as you progress through the game, um, there's these cards called Omen cards. Um, and what happens is if you draw a tile, it'll have uh, the symbol on it, and you draw an Omen card. And when you draw an Omen card, you have to do a haunt roll. And you have to get more than what the... Uh, number of omen cards drawn so say you have two omen cards drawn you have to roll a two, uh i think a two or a higher um or else the haunt is revealed um now if you don't get that the haunt is revealed and what happens is is it pretty much pits one player against the rest at that point um and depending on what omen card you drew and in what room uh changes the scenario in which you play um, cause there's, I think there's about 50 different scenarios. So depending again on what card you drew in what room, it's a different scenario. So pretty much every time you play, it's always going to be different. Except for the last time um, we played, we literally got the same scenario two games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. We which did. Was which was just I think we, stupid. But. Well, I think we, we changed it. We did. Yeah. Cause we yeah. just, I think we just, there was a set, there was like an option. It was like, you can yeah. revert it to like, I don't know, a previous room and it changed it to something else. Thank yeah. God. Um, but yeah. That's just really intriguing to me because I, you know, I'm a fan of co-op games because you don't see a lot. I mean, I guess now that I play a lot of these obscure board games and you see a lot of them, but when I first started out, you, you didn't, it, it was a new concept to me of playing with other people instead of against them. Um, and the fact that the board changes and the scenario is different every, for the most part, every single time, um, is definitely intriguing to me. Uh, definitely a really fun game. Um, but you gotta know how to read good. Got to be able to read goodly. Yep. Because uh, once you hit the, the haunt, you get this big Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. And you, and you have to, like, 
read it. It's 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 there's it's a lot to it. Right, because there's there's um, two separate rule books too. Because there's you have one for the person yeah. who's in the haunt, and then you have everybody else who has to try and yeah. listen, and it's just terrible sometimes. But yeah, it's fun. Um, definitely challenging mm-hmm. and can be uh very stressful. <clears throat> Especially when some, especially when like the little girls burying bodies and trying to blow up the house, it's like, <laughs> ooh, it's weird. <sighs> but yeah, that's the basic gist of that yeah. game, and uh, super fun game. Mm-hmm. So, all right, the last game I'm going to talk about, which I hope you don't have on your list, is called uh, King of Tokyo. I do not. Okay. Uh, Wonderful game. Yeah, man. this game I do not own, but a friend of friend of our zones. And we, we, um, I guess I'll do the history of it. We, we played this game originally back at PAX East 2013, I believe. Yeah, it was a few years Yeah, ago. we were just in the hotel just hanging out and we borrowed a board game from somebody and King of Tokyo. And I actually, I believe that was the, the guy from, uh, from Riot who recommended this game to us. No, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't no, him. It was somebody, was it somebody else? else. No. No, but we can tell that story. All right, different, different story. Okay. So anyways, there's, there's some guy we were, I think we played Castle Panic with and then we played King of Tokyo with? King of Tokyo. Okay, that's the story. And, um, I'm not gonna lie, I was not a big fan of the game the first time I played it. It just seemed, uh, kind of difficult because you're, you're literally being like a, a, a kaiju or like a, some sort of Japanese, you know, giant robot or giant Godzilla type parody thing. And you're trying to control a city and, uh, basically, your the goal is to get up to twenty victory points, which you can get points by you know certain cards that'll give you things, rolling the dice that'll give you victory points, being in a city, uh, so on and so forth. But what happens is when you're when someone's in the city, they're attacking everybody outside the city. When you roll your dice, so if you roll the attack dice, it does a damage to each of them per attack die. And then the other way around is when everybody else rolls, if they do damage, it they're all doing it to you. So it can be uh, pretty difficult, and you can end up almost dying, you know, within a couple turns if you're not careful. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, when you're attacked, you can also like opt out and be like, you take your damage, and then you piece piece the fuck out and get out of the city. So. Yep. Um, very fun. And then, uh, sorry, the uh, what got me into it is my one of my friends from work. He owned the game, and we played it at a game night a few months ago, and blah blah blah. Ended up loving the game, so yeah, it's a great yeah. game, and now it's always a staple. It seems fun. like, yeah, I mean, because it doesn't take too long to play a game, it's right? But it still gets you know one. gets the the fun. It, it's fun, so you yeah, especially when you know how to but play. Yeah, play a couple rounds, maybe maybe an hour. Yep. Super fun yeah. game. Uh, my last game, another co op game. Uh, a game we don't play nearly enough, which I think we're probably gonna hopefully play a lot of. This next game night is Pandemic. Uh-huh. And um, this was the first co-op game that I ever played. And I love it. Love it. Such a good game. Um, but the premise is, is that you're um, trying to find cures to, for four diseases that break out and threaten to pretty much wipe out the planet in certain regions. And uh, um, you get to play a role. Um, everybody gets their own role. Like, you know, there's medic and researcher and scientists and, and, uh, they all have their own specific traits to them. But, um, the premise is, is you have to, in each city, each region, you have to, um, build a research station and find a cure and how to find a cure is, 
um, say you're in North America, that's a certain color. I think it's blue. You have to have four blue cards in your hand and you have to be in the city of a research station to find the cure. And you have to do that for four. But um, I think it's, it's at the end of everybody's turn, you do an infection stage where you draw you draw a card and you have to infect a city. Um, now, and then you put these little cubes on that city. So if, say, you draw a city and that that they, it already has three cubes on it, it outbreaks. And what that ends up doing is it spreads diseases to every connecting city around it. Um, and you could go into an outbreak, which goes into an outbreak, which goes into an outbreak. And once you get to, I believe it's eight or nine outbreaks, you lose. Yeah. Um, and there's actually more ways to lose in this game than there's ways to win. If you, I think if you, if the deck is out, you lose. If you, um, if, if you have to put more cubes down, say you have to put more blue cubes down, but you don't have any more, you mm-hmm. lose. Um, again, the outbreak, you lose. It's just, I think there's more ways to lose in this game than there are to win. Um, but there's a couple expansions. Um, the first one's on the brink, which I have. And um, that actually adds a fifth disease in a couple different ways. To and you can also add game. another player to it, too. Because you can play five players yes. with that expansion. Yep. Um but it adds a fifth disease pretty much makes it way harder. Um, there's, there's the, the mutant strain way to play. There's a violent strain, which just adds cards and makes the, the diseases, um, act differently. Um, but there's one that I've always wanted to play and it's the bioterrorist mode where it pretty much pits one player against them all. So there's a player who's a bioterrorist where you don't know where they are. They just write it down on a pad and they just kind of place cubes of a, of, a, of their own virus, throughout the city um you know the 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 world so i've i've always wanted to try that haven't done it yet um sounds interesting which i think we should do next time does do you know if that mode uh you can play six players or is it like i'm not sure Mm. it's it's so close i can almost see just let me bend my head (laughs) oh my god oh god i'm very happy that i'm not recording where you are now (laughs) <laughs> uh two to five two to five okay so but that's a super super fun game that i i yeah because they came out with a uh, pandemic legacy lately which i don't know how different it is but it's called like pandemic legacy like season one so i'm curious if that it's gonna be you know each season is like a different expansion or whatever but uh there's yeah there's a bunch now i have another one called in the lab it's not compatible um, but it's not so. What the, they ended up doing a reprint, and they they made the cards different. Pretty much everything else is the same, but the decks of cards are different. So um, you actually have to rebuy the decks for the for the, for the base set and the and on the brink. Stupid. Um, no, yeah, it is. Right? Which I I need to do because I have the expansion now. So I, it's, you've had that for I a while. Like seven bucks. I know. I just haven't bought the the expansions. I should just suck it up and yeah. do it. I think it's like seven bucks to get them yeah, both. That's cheap. It's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, it is pretty dumb, but. Oh well. Still a fantastic mm-hmm. game. Um, another game that we played a lot of, um, Chrononauts, which you have. Ah, uh, yes. Forgot about that Chrono one. Chrononauts is su- <clears throat> super fun, where it's like a timeline and you can, you can stop 9-11 and you could. You can then save, you can save 9-11 Hitler. right after. Yeah. You could, you could, uh, assassinate hitler and stop the jfk assassination yeah. and, and then there's also like the, uh, it all back. The, the ripples there it's like if you like save abraham lincoln then it will like 
cause other like effects in time to um not happen or whatever and each yeah. each person has their own goals that they want to accomplish one of two things and you need to create you know the the, the timeline where those things do or don't happen definitely a fun game. yeah another one that's um it 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 seems like it's a lot like Starflux where it's kind of easy but it can get it can take a while sometimes especially if some somebody being a dick and just <laughs> ruining yeah. ruining stuff so and it's a it's a quickie game we kind of just start off yeah. as um zombie dice oh, God. fun one yeah haven't played that in a while no. that's easy though it's just that's yeah it's easy but it's definitely it's like, a good, like icebreaker game or just like to yeah start but the night there's out. like yeah chrononox starflog zombie dice those are those are some good games that you just kind of start off as it's they're pretty light and you don't really have to think much and they're they're quick enough that you can just kind of keep going before you get into your your main event per yeah. se um a game that I want to kind of retry, a couple of them, uh, Small Worlds, which I know you weren't a fan of. I, I would give it another shot just because, but yeah, the first time we played it, I don't, was that the one with like the little figures and everything too, or am I? Uh, I think there were like tokens. Okay. Um, it's essentially a, like a risk style board game where there's, you lost me. You're, you're, Although in all fairness, yeah. Pandemic is a risk style board game too, so. Yeah, it, they're much quicker than risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, essentially it, the, the goal is to take over as much regions as you can. And, and ever you know, there's these different races and you, you take control of a race and you play them all on the board. And once you play all, uh, all of your figures on the board, the, that race goes into decline and you get a new mm-hmm. race. Um, and they just start, your old race starts dying off and you put new ones in and you just, uh, you just earn victory points and it's, it's like a, it's definitely a risk style game, but it's much quicker and faster paced and, uh, doesn't take nearly as yeah. long. Um, and another one I want to give a retry is called, uh, Shea Geek, which is, um, I don't think I've ever actually tried that one. I think we played it once and I was very disappointed in it. Um, it's by the same creator as Munchkin mm-hmm. and it's pretty much you're like a slacker living in a dirty apartment kind of style card mm-hmm. game. Um, it, it reminded me of like Star Flux and Chrononauts, that, that kind of vibe, but it's a little bit longer. Um, I want to give it another shot, but I remember being very just unimpressed with it the first time we played it. Yeah, I, nah, I have no really opinion on it, so. Definitely want to give it another mm. try. Yeah, I just kind of got to force it on a game night or something like that. Just like, play this or else. Well, so yeah, we'll try around and see how we feel about yeah. it. Um, but, uh, back to packs, back to Riot Games. We, we had mentioned that real yeah. quick. Um, there was a guy who worked for Riot Games. His name was George. Um, and he had come up to us in the, in the mez at the hotel. We were playing board games and he's like, do you guys want to try my board game? And we're like, sure. Um, and all he had for his board game was the play mechanic. Mm-hmm. That he, it, we, that's all we knew is he was just showing us the mechanic of the board game and it literally just used decks of cards. And I don't remember the specifics. Maybe you do better, but I just remember us playing just this mechanic and we played probably four or five games and it was really fun. Just the mechanic alone. Um, after we played it for a while, um, he told us what it was called and it was called Dungeons and Drag Queens. <laughs> and what the game added is you were this drag queen trying to get as much like try to get like the most fabulous outfit while going through this dungeon <laughs> and, like at the end of the dungeon and you could like 
like fuck with other players by slapping yeah. them and it would have different effects. Um, but I, and I think it's a, it's a, and I, I hope if he ever does put it out, I hope he puts it out because the, the, the key thing was, is that we just played the mechanic and didn't know the theme of the game and just the mechanic alone. We kept coming back. To yeah. Play we played it. a few rounds of it. And it was actually pretty fun. And then yeah, he, then he told that, us that, that the scenario and we all just like died laughing and it made it made it that much yeah. better. But where the mechanic of the game was that strong and we were that like into mm-hmm. it and it was literally just the, it was a go 52 deck card mm-hmm. that we were using essentially. Um, but the mechanic was that good that we were like, we play we played a few rounds real quickly and it was super fun. Yeah. And I just Googled it, and there's apparently a book called Dungeons and Drag Queens right now, so I wonder if that might have, like, for all I know, this game never even, like, saw the light of day, so Probably even not. if it did, it, the, the title might have to change if he ever did it, so. I, I, I hope he does. Yeah. Because um, it was really, really fun. Yeah. This is three years ago, three years later than that, too, so if you haven't done it by yeah. now, you've lost your chance. So Do it. George, <laughs> if you're listening, do it. Do it. it. Super fun. Yeah. Guess that's, you know, a bit of a taste on what we're into. Yeah. We're, we, we try to do a monthly board game night. Yeah. I um, think we'll, well, it's probably gonna be three months after the last one this next time. So <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe two. It was early January, right? Wasn't was it? it? Uh, it was, it was like right after the new year. I dropped the ball. You did drop the ball. Yeah. It's like my three fault. months for you. You're like, yeah, I'm going to host it. I'm going to host it. And yeah. Sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's happening now. We have a date. Yeah. Um, so we'll get it back going. We'll get it going again. We'll do we'll it in like early May again. Cause we'll, uh, it's, it's Mark's turn next time. I think so. Yeah. We'll do one after packs. Cause we'll the be post, playing a ton of board packs, games. Yeah. Cause I would, I would not mind picking up another game there just to, Oh yeah. I don't know. Like everything's more expensive there, but just having everything there, you just kind of have to buy it. Yeah. You're it's something. like a, it's like a vacation. Like you, you're there to waste your money. Yeah. And it's fun. Yep. So well, yeah, we'll have another board game night soon and we'll, talk about it in our podcast and yeah and if anybody has any super cool board game recommendations please let us know yeah definitely uh you can either let us know on our facebook page at stop and swap media or you can email us at stop and, uh yeah stop swap media media at gmail.com so let us know and also tell, tell us, us how fun games yeah tell us the fun games we should play and also tell us how bad we are doing at this podcast yeah and how Just, bad i explain rules of like secret hitler because i'm sure i'm gonna get yeah. uh Reamed out for that one by somebody. Yeah, because so. you just kept saying fascist and Hitler a bunch. I just love saying those words. That, I guess they're fun. Just, just, just Hitler. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking Hitler. You stupid bitch. You're Hitler. <laughs> I'm not Hitler. <laughs> you are now. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> so, is that all? Anything else you want to add there, Craig? Uh, no. No. Well, um, I guess that's the end of it. So as always, thank you. Like us on Facebook and email us terrible things. Um, and we will talk to you and bore you out of your mind in another two weeks. Yeah. Bye forever. Until then, goodbye. Bye.